What is up, everybody? Welcome to the 14th episode of the Panthers Nation Network. We are still trying to figure out what you know kind of season we want to give you all because, like we said, we started kind of halfway through the regular season of the NFL. So we're trying to figure out when in the offseason we're going to kind of take a little break and get you into season two. Uh, we're not really sure, but it is nice to be all back together. We've had a crazy couple of weeks in this offseason, so it's nice to have the whole gang back together. Guys, how have y'all been? You know, man, it's um uh... Been a little weird, man. I'm just, it's, it's, I'm just starting to. I'm just looking at the storylines now, looking at how different it was compared to last year, and it's kind of night and day. So I mean, I'm just really been. I've been, I've been intrigued by by the storylines swirling around this team this season. Yeah, you know, it's been, it's been good. It's been great to see. You know, one more game left in the season, which is crazy. So you know, I'm glad we made it this far. But um, you know, looking forward to next season and the off season for the Panthers now. And it's a lot of speculation right now. I'm ready to see things come to fruition on some of these. Uh, the offseason will be crazy. Um, we, we know that. Um, and I'm just kind of glad there'll be a little bit of spring football. Uh, my youngest gets to play a little football here in a couple of weeks. And Tyler, I know you're in some uh, football mode. So maybe it'd be cool to see a little spring football that'll take us straight into the uh, summer, get to summer camps and stuff. So hopefully all that goes down. So we'll see. No, yeah, definitely. And so, I mean, like we talked about, you know, the Super Bowl's coming up. Super Bowl will be here next week. And it's an it's definitely an interesting matchup. You got, you know, kind of the 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 rookie versus the vet, even though one of them's not really a rookie, but you got, you know, new age and old age in terms of Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs taking on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. So, I mean, coming out of the NFC South, you know, I remember back, you know, when it was uh, in 2016, you know, it was Falcons and Patriots. Everyone was like, you got to root for the NFC South team. You can't root for the Patriots. And I was like, nah, I'm not going to root for the Falcons. But I want to know what who y'all are rooting for this year and who y'all are picking this year to win it all. Hmm. Rooting? I'm rooting for Kansas City. Now, from what I've seen and and, 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 and my uh, – and my conspiracy theorist brain, I'm going. I'm going to have to go Tampa Bay because I just don't think there's a way they let Tom Brady lose Super Bowl at home, which is possibly his last Super Bowl he play, he plays in. Uh, couldn't see it happening. Yeah, yeah, you know, I got to root for the Chiefs in this one. Um, you know, uh, some people might, you know, go with the Chiefs. So they don't want to see him become this dynasty team that keeps winning every year. But, you know, they're the Bucks. I got to root against them. So uh, root for the Chiefs in this one. And, um, you know, I think they're going to pull it out, pull, pull out the win, um, you know. The Bucks snuck by last week against the Packers, even though Brady threw those three picks. But you know he'll you know he'll be ready, ready with two weeks to prepare and at home basically. So um, so yeah, so I'm going to take the Chiefs in this one. It'll be close though. I think it'll be a high scoring game. I am uh, rooting for the Bucks. I'm rooting for the old guy, um, and I would love to see somebody bring uh, Patrick Mahomes back down to earth. Um, and I will be honest, you know I. I I'm beginning to wonder, you know, Tyreek Hill and, and, you know, Travis Kelsey, all those, the weapons he's got. I mean, I don't think he threw a ball more than 20 yards downfield in the NFC championship. I mean, yeah, in the AFC championship game. So uh, I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be like a 44 41 game. Um, maybe whoever has the ball last. Um, I, I trust Tampa's defense more than I do Kansas City. Um, so if they can get after, uh, if they can get after Mahomes, have at it. But as we've always said since the get go, the only way you're going to stop Tampa Bay is is get Brady to be gun shy. And uh, we'll see what happens. But I think it's going to be like a 44-41 game. Brady wins. And if he wins, retire. You've done everything you can do. Go. Bye-bye. See ya. We'll see. I mean, yeah, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna rock with Jeff. I'm I'm rooting for Tom Brady in the books. I know I'm not rooting specifically for Tom Brady per se. I would just rather see him win and get the heck out of here than see Mahomes win again. I don't really need to see Mahomes win again. Shantice, we were there for the Super Bowl last year. 
That thing was boring up until the last ten minutes. Yeah. That was a boring Super Bowl. It wasn't a protect. It wasn't the Super Bowl debut I expected from Patrick Mahomes. No, it wasn't no, either. Which is why I really need him to give me that Super Bowl s performance against Brady this year. And plus, why do y'all want to see Brady get a seven? Because who wins because, in that? Because okay, listen, it's not even just Brady. Like I could because well, honestly, I don't know. We'll talk. We'll come back to this. I truthfully, Jeff, don't know if he does retire. If he wins the Super Bowl, I, there's, there's nothing more he can do. You're right, but it just—I mean—he doesn't seem like he's ever running out of out of gas or out of time. I honestly think what might happen. I don't think I, I think he'll might wait until he can play the Patriots and beat them in a Super Bowl, so he can finally beat Belichick. Or at some point, if they get more weapons, hell, he might go back to the Patriots. There's nothing saying that he won't go back to the Patriots and go back to Bill. But if you think about it, the thing that makes this Bucks team so kind of—it's like it's literally like he's this Tom Brady is leading a group of just ragtag guys for the Super Bowl. Think about the guys they have on that offense, especially all the guys that were, you know, that were abandoned, that, you know, that people counted out. They didn't need any more. Grant comes out of retirement. AB, they give it, take a chance on AB. They take a chance on Leonard Fournette. They bring back, you know, they bring in the Sean McCoy. They've got all these different guys. And then you've still got guys like Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. I mean, I just, I like that. So I like that team better. I like rooting for that team more than I like rooting for the Chiefs. Rooting for the Chiefs seems bandwagon to me. I don't really like doing that. And also, I, I think the Bucs... I'm not going to let y'all talk down on Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and Antonio Brown. Like, these guys were not all pro guys before Tom Brady got there. No, they were, but they were still, like, only Chris I mean, Chris Godwin had one year of of virility before he blew up. ragtag narrative, and I'm not letting that slide. Because, first of all, Shady doesn't play. Leonard Fournette was an all pro before he got – before um Brady got there. Ronald Jones was a nice player, but I mean he, he just can't he just can't stay healthy, which is the same thing he can't he can't do right now. This is this is literally his best set of weapons he's had probably since the 07 Patriots. Oh, I'm not saying it's not, but it's not like it's he's still not getting it done. He's still airing that ball out pretty far, farther than Mahomes was airing it out last week. His let me jump Let me jump in with what Jack's saying. I guess you know it's, it's kind of interesting to see all these players come together. You got Nagalagan Sue, you know, you've got JPP. Um, you know, you got all these players that just you, all of a sudden come together for this one team. I get it. But I said 44 41, by the way. And I'm just going to say, go Gamecocks. Ryan sucked up with the game winner. <sighs> would be fantastic. Um, uh, uh. Ryan sucked up with the game missing field goal would probably be the more, the more <laughs> re- reliable outcome. Hey, but what I will say is this. I, 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 I do I don't think it's gonna be that high scoring of a game because Super Bowls, at least in the last couple uh, up and since maybe the only Super Bowl that's been that high scoring, I think was maybe the Patriots. Yeah, oh, the Philly Patriots. High scoring. that's fair. I forgot about that. But um I mean if you look like I don't know, that that Buccaneers defense, I mean, the Packers was one of the most volatile offenses in the league. Like they were the most high and they they held them and held them fairly well. They did that to them the first time too though. I know. So I'm saying they've done this. It's not like it was a fluke. They've done this before. Okay, and so, the- so if it's not a fluke, then why are we acting like Tom Brady all of a sudden just, just galvanized his ragtag group? Oh, no, I'm not saying that. Let me, let me rephrase the, the, the ragtag. I think it's more like obviously they're all pro talent. But, of course, you had – I mean, would you have thought last year that Antonio Brown would be playing in the Super Bowl right now? 
Would you have ever guessed that? I didn't, I didn't think Antonio Brown would be in the league, but that's exactly. So the fact that he's in the Super Bowl right now is pretty insane. Same with Leonard Fournette. You can say he was all pro, but he was doing. I mean, his performance was really low on the Jags, and his you know career aspects looked pretty low on the Jags. So I'm not saying it's Tom Brady leading them. I'm just saying I have a lot more guys that I'd rather see win a Super Bowl on the Bucks than I'd rather see win a Super Bowl on. I don't need to see Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey win another Super Bowl. I love. It, but let, I, I don't need to see it. Let, let's be real too. There's probably only. I don't know, two or three quarterbacks that you could have put on that team that would have them in the Super Bowl. Yeah. At the end of the day, at, at the end of the day I mean, Tom Brady, I mean, he, you know, I, I don't know who else we could have put on that team. Because that was and like it, the issue with the Browns for the longest time was that they couldn't get all of those talents and all those egos together and actually work. They started to do it a bit this year. Tom Brady's the only one that could get Rob Gronkowski and Antonio Brown and Leonard Fournette to be cohesive and actually perform offensively. Like, I don't think you put maybe Aaron Rodgers, you could put maybe Aaron Rodgers in that conversation or maybe even like. They, it's just, it, okay. For Tom and Tom and t- makes a lot. Antonio Brown was on his last chance. Antonio yeah. Brown had no choice, but to just sit there and be quiet and, and, and go play Rob. Okay. Rob had to, okay. I'll give Rob this. He had to, he had to come back and probably get spent half the year trying to get himself back into football shape because you can't you can't leave the game for a year and come back the same player. So no. I'll give credit to Rob Gronkowski because that what he's what he's doing is impressive for a guy that sat out for an entire year. And Especially going over OJ Howard, who is a pretty still volatile tight end talent. I think Howard. I think Howard. I think towards ACL or something earlier in the year. Did he? I don't. Yeah, yeah. He's been out. Yeah. Like, that, that's oh, I thought he was. I thought he was playing. My bad. Never mind. Either way. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they, they were going to end up working them in over OJ Howard anyway. So you know. Yeah, and so, also, and if you think about it, and Tyler, you can talk a little about this too. For Panthers fans, when we talk about the state of the division, it's more beneficial for us for the Bucks to win this Super Bowl in the long run because, like we we talk about, that experiment can only last so long. So if Brady retires, Gronk's more than likely going to leave because that was the only person he said he was going to come. That's why he came back out of retirement anyway. And then they have to pay. They have to pay one of these wide receivers. They can't pay them all and their running backs. Tyler, talk a little bit about how, you know, they this the Bucks this year went, they did that thing that, you know, all the NFL teams want to do but are always too scared to do, which is go all in one year and say, screw your long-term success. We want to ring this year. Yeah, you know, that's what they did, especially in – it's what they should have done with Brady, you know, go all in. Like, we saw free agents hit the market late, like uh, Leonard Fournette, they went all in and got him, even though at the time they really didn't need him. But as we saw last week, it really paid off. Um, so, yeah, they're going all in on this season. And, you know, what, what we were talking about earlier with all these – you know, I think Brady's playing with a very, you know, talented group of guys, but I don't think he's getting carried by them or, or he's carrying them or any any reason. But what it's it's just really impressive to see Brady step into a, you know, a team in this year um, with with a COVID year and not you know develop this chemistry with the guys, and that's what's been most impressive for me. But um, for the Panthers, from our point of view, you know. It, it almost is beneficial if the Bucks win this. Um, if, you know, we want to end this you know, little run as soon as possible, and this, hopefully we can be atop the division again. Um, and we're only going to be able to do that is if this team breaks apart. And they will eventually, but hopefully sooner rather than later. Because, you know, going into this, I thought this was going to be a two-year experiment with the Bucks, a two-year experiment with Brady. And, um, you know, they surprised me and made it to the Super Bowl year one. So, you know, maybe they'll call it quits if they uh, finish this out and get it year one. And, you know, that's almost best-case scenario for us. Because, I mean, if they win the Super Bowl, what what does that affect us? No, nothing, right? No. So, so They've already I mean, gotten one, so it's not like it's going to hurt yeah. not our ego anymore. Right. So it's, it's the easy way out maybe if they win it. So we'll see. And, um, you know, it's, and you know, hopefully it's a good game, but, uh, just hoping that team uh, breaks apart sooner rather than later. 
As Ashanti, do you think though, we were talking about it. I mean, do you think Brady realistically does retire if he wins or do you think he keeps going? He keeps going. Because well, <laughs> well, first of all, first of all, it's two years guarantee on that deal. Like those two years, those those two years were those those two years were guaranteed. So I, I where, where is he about to go? Well, yeah, I'm just saying he could he could just retire, retire. Like he ain't got. You, 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 you think you think Brady's gonna call it quiz after 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 he wins? You you I, like I'm I'm be honest. Brady's in like the type. You know, okay. You you, you you if you watch the the last the the last dance doc. Yeah. You know, Michael Jordan talked about I'm gonna leave two years before my abilities leave, but I'm gonna, I'll, I'll leave two I'll leave two years before. I still want to go out being that guy. Brady will leave. Brady will have to leave in a wheelchair before before he leaves the game. He he's not he's not gonna leave. I mean, think about it. What did he have to prove after the after the Rams Super Bowl a couple years ago? Oh, that he could win without Belichick, and it wasn't Belichick prope- propelling him, or you know that team propelling him that he could do it with it by himself, or it, not it, necessarily by himself, but without it, Belichick. Well, and even then, the only thing he really proved to me was that I mean, you know, if if you give him weapons, he can consistently keep doing this for a long time. I think yeah. the issue in New England was only was only at least to me was only that they weren't going to give him the weapons as far as like first round picks free agent signings in order to, for him to keep propelling that team to a championship. Brady really – does he have anything left to prove? No, he hasn't had anything left to prove in really since the Seattle Super Bowl to me. They, they, there's really been no question that Brady's been the best quarterback to play this game for about five years. At this point, Brady's, racket, Brady, Brady's doing what he wants to do. I think there, there, there's really no reason for him to retire. Think about it. I have all the weapons that I, that I could ever want in one place. I can probably keep getting – Guys that are towards the end of their careers that still have enough enough juice left to sign these these one these one year deals like NBA players do they, they keep, just to keep coming here and to keep trying to they keep trying to get cheap championships. Well, not cheap. Well, at least on their end, it's kind of cheap. But you know, I can I can keep doing this until the wheels fall off and, uh, and until my abilities deteriorate. Nobody's gonna make me leave. Who's gonna make me leave if I can keep throwing the ball to Scotty Miller 20, 30 yards down the field and he just and he just runs it into the end zone. I have no reason to leave. I'm and I'm in Florida. It's a great place to retire. I, I can I can keep I can stay here and play in the sunshine for the for the rest for the duration of my career. I mean, Brady oh my God. To, and, he, and he wants to play till he's forty five. He's only forty three, so he still technically has two more years left. I never. He literally went to Florida to retire. He he left New England and went to Florida to retire, like everyone else did. But no, you're. I think he's going to. I think what he needs to do is just to keep seeing how much he can push the envelope. And instead of like, so now he's you know separate himself from the greatest coach. You know, one of the greatest coaches of all time. But he still has Bruce Arians, which is not a bad head coach or a bad coaching staff by any means. And all his talent, he needs to keep deteriorating so he's going to play with average coaches and average talent. That like Adam Gase and like high school level players to see how far how successful he can go at each tier. Let me throw one more thing at you. I think the gist is I could see him walking. I agree with Chauncey. I don't think he will. But if you think about it, his last pass last year for the New England Patriots was a pick six to Logan Ryan. Gonna keep so bringing he, this up. He, he wasn't going to walk away then. No. He wasn't going to walk away with his last pass being a pick six. That's just not going to happen. No. But if he goes out and throws four or five touchdowns, they win, and he gets number seven, I – it would be a wife thing, or maybe the kids, or something. I mean, I. But he's healthy. I mean, the guy, the guy hasn't aged in ten years. He looks he's the same. Enigma. I mean, it's just it's crazy. And 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 so, I, you know, I think it had a lot to do with how last year ended. Yeah, uh, no, definitely. And, and the whole Belichick Brady, who makes who? I think that conversation is now done, and he's proven now he's still the same winner he was. So maybe that in itself walks away. I don't know. Oh, we go. Okay, I speak. Just just throw this in there. Did y'all guys see that Stafford refused to be traded to New England? 
which mm-hmm. was interesting to me. But I mean, because he doesn't, he knows there's no weapons, and it's the same thing as Detroit. He'd have no weapons, just like he hit in Detroit. He honestly might have worse weapons than what he had in Detroit. And we, we, we'll, we'll touch back on that too. I think, like, I think you're right, Jeff. I think Brady is going to keep playing until he gets a ring for every digit, and I think he's going to have to start getting toe rings too, because like he don't, he won't have enough space on his hands. But I think it's also a little interesting because Shanti talked a little bit about it. The fact that this is the very first, like the, the Super Bowl was in Tampa Bay this year, and this is the first time in NFL history that the home team is that's that y'all, see how, y'all see how they fit Super Bowl fit. Yeah, I ain't like that's why I ain't forget. But oh, we, we never <laughs> Panthers fans will never forget how they did us to us in Super Bowl 50. Because this was because this was because this was the matchup they wanted. The only other matchup they would have wanted more than this in the Super Bowl would have been Patriots Bucks, and you have Cam with playing with Belichick against Brady playing against his old team. That's the only storyline they wanted more. So once that went out the window, and if New England would have made the playoffs, they would have put that fix in. Oh, 100%. That's exactly. But they wouldn't have, but they would have let Brady win that one. Brady would have had to win that one. They wouldn't have let it, oh, they, yeah. they, that was a, well, a toss up. That's a toss up. You know, you think about who's, who's been in uh, Robert Kraft's back, you know, been in. Uh, what, what, what's the commissioner's name? Roger Goodell. Yeah. Did you say Rockefeller? Uh, Did you say I, Rockefeller? No, nah, I, I, I about said Robert Kraft because I, I, I just figured because you know I mean I fit him and him and Goodell. And same person. Might be yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so then moving on. So then that was the crazy thing in the sports world, you know, yesterday. And I have to check it out, Tyler. Do you remember the exact draft picks that they got that the uh, the Rams gave up? Yeah, so they gave up a 2022 first, a 2023 first, um, a third round pick, and then uh, obviously Jared Goff for Matt Stafford. That's can a you, lot. That's yeah, a lot. can you can you can you give some sort of insight to that? Because I I have nothing on that. I I don't know yeah. where um, how they pitch that. So right now, as we the Rams don't have a first round pick this year or the next two years because they just traded them. So in 2024, when they make their first round pick, that'll be their first um, first overall pick in eight years since Jared Goff in 2016. Yeah. So, so um, the Rams have less need. They're just punting uh, first round picks as we've seen, and it's just a nice cycle rotation of uh, you know now we uh, we got Goff and now we're going they're going all in on Stafford, which you know hopefully for McVeigh that opens up a lot for the offense, and that's the hope. But you know, can you imagine if Stafford goes down after this this monstrous trade? Like that's a lot, and you can't. And so the the way you, you can't trade draft picks more than four years into the future, so um, that kind of limits them there. And uh, so they and they also kind of trade this year's draft pick. So that's kind of what, you know, up the price. And, um, you know, the Rams also got out of the golf deal, which was you know going to be important for that. But, you know, looking at it from the Lions perspective, you get rid of the guy who wanted to leave anyways. You get two future firsts and you get a bridge quarterback for now. Um, not not terrible, you know. So this just makes me wonder, and I'm sure we'll get into it, um, what Deshaun Watson's price is going to be now. I mean, no, they, they absolutely murdered that trade. I want to know who the 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 Lions pitchman is because he could persuade anyone to do anything, I would have to imagine, if he was able to get that deal done. But Chauncey's talking – I mean, for the Rams, go. I mean, comparing Goff and Stafford, I mean, that's like – I would you could have done that trade one for one in all honesty and I think been fine. I, I mean, look, Stafford is a better quarterback than Jared Goff. Jared Goff is just accomplished more. But we can pin Jared Goff's accomplishments to Deshaun McVay and that coaching staff more so than just him of pure talent. Stafford is, I mean, he's got to put up numbers. I mean, I, I, there, it, there are numbers with very little substance because they don't, they haven't won. But I'm not putting them not winning on him. That Detroit's a bad franchise overall without Stafford being there. So I won't blame him for not winning anything, 
But I gotta look. I mean, for a guy that people have revered as a as a, as a top five talent at times, I do look at you a little funny for not having at least one division title, at least not one playoff win. And, and, and there's been years where Aaron, Aaron Rodgers has been hurt, and that division really isn't as strong hasn't a strong division outside of Green Bay being dominant. So there, you tell me there's no there's no point in time you could win at least one division title or one playoff game with Megatron, and, and you can say what you want about Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones; those are nice receivers in, in today's NFL. They're not top ten, but you don't have to have top ten receivers to win playoff games. So, uh, I mean, look for the Rams; they got they get they get a guy that can probably help them, help put them over the top because it, 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 it solved the problem that they thought they had with Jared Goff, a guy that can't that got it. That's that's limited arm talent wise. We, we we all thought is a guy that's is more so of a system a system quarterback. I think you get Stafford in that system, he could possibly take them and take them and put them over the top. But then again, it isn't like Robert Woods and, and, and Cooper Cup are that like if we just look in a vacuum, how much better are, are Robert Woods and Cooper Cup than Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay at 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 the, at their peak? I mean, I mean, are they better? Yes, but it isn't like they're not. This, these, neither one are top ten receivers. Neither one are revered in the top ten of well, maybe not. Top, well, possibly top ten, but they're not in the top five. Unless you're looking at unless you're looking at fantasy, probably not. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, it's just a better infrastructure for Stafford to play in in his career on. So I'll give so I'll give him that. But I mean, all in all, I think it's an even deal considering that the Rams prioritize getting rid of that golf contract, and the Lions prioritize getting something back for Matt Stafford. So I think all in all, everybody got what they needed out of this deal. I, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. It, just cause it's the, it's the, it's the age is the biggest thing. I know that golf obviously hadn't been developing. He's still not what he's been in the league. What? Five, maybe five years. Yeah, five. It'd be probably, it'd be, it'd be coming up with five years now. He's played four. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Four years. And so, I mean, and, and Stafford, I mean, because he 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 was he didn't even, he didn't play a full season not this past season but two seasons ago he was out for about a quarter of the season with injuries he takes another big hit that could be that could be oh, dangerous for him and I mean yeah he'd be out again and even if he's healthy I think he's get, he can give you another three maybe four solid years until you have to figure out something else to do so to to do that and then also lose those draft picks like we're talking about because I mean it's not like the quarterback was the only main issue I mean their running situation wasn't the best I mean Cam Akers was pretty was a kind of a flop for most of the year Malcolm Brown filled it where he needed to the defense is obviously fairly solid but when it came to shutting down teams like the Seahawks or scoring you know I mean they they couldn't do it half the time in and time out so I just unless I, unless in McVay's mind he thought the only roadblock from keeping his team out of the Super Bowl was that Goff couldn't complete certain passes, and we saw and we and now all all this makes you know the playoff you know fiasco with with Goff and uh, and what's his face um, John Wolford. Wolford yeah John, which also uh, I think it was um Adam Schefter on the on the trade post when they switched the jersey he was like that's John Wolford's Wolford's number how dare you put how dare you have let Matt Stafford wear it but that makes that makes that whole fiasco make a lot more sense now you know that McVay obviously had no confidence in in um Goff but I so unless McVay thought think that's really the only big issue the trade just doesn't sit right with me I don't know about you Jeff. I, you know, I'm going to go with what, you know, Shanti said to a point. I get straight up, you know, golf or Stafford. You want to do that, that's fine. That's what I was saying. One-on-one. One, 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 one. Give up those draft picks for somebody, and I'm just going to put on the quarterback, who has never won the division and never won a playoff game. Stop. I mean. <laughs> with one of the best wide receivers to ever play. You know, what? yeah, right. No, no, no question. And, and I mean, granted – they have been a train wreck, you know. I, you know, Matt Patricia was not the right hire for them. Um, 
back in the day. And and so I just I can't. Matthew Stafford is one of those guys that could be named up in the top 10 or whatever, but he's just like Mr. Irrelevant almost. It's like it just doesn't – you almost forget he's a, he's quarterbacking in the NFL. Because most of the stats that he gets are relevant to the team's success because they still well, can't – you know. about the Lions too. I, listen, he puts up some great numbers, but, I, I mean, I've watched however many games this year or, or, or kind of kept up with them where they were down 20, 30 points, and he's just gunslinging at the last you – know, he's gunslinging at the last quarter. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't get it. I mean, I, I, there's some better options out there, but that was just I don't get it. Anyway, he's he, he's Walmart brand Philip Rivers in my mind, and that's not, no, that's not, no. and I mean the nicest way possible. It's just he is. He pats the stats, right. but in reality, he don't really do that much for your success for the team. What's the Walmart brand called? Equate. That's the. He's the greater value, Philip Rivers. But I will tell you this. I will tell you this. There were Colts fans on social media who are dying to get him. But, you know, for I, it all, it, it, everything was that came down to the price. Because I like him going to the Colts as well. Now, I like him not going to the Colts for other reasons, but, you know. But, but, but okay, so, but let's look at the Rams draft, like the past three, four drafts. Because they haven't had a first-round pick, you know, we know they haven't had a first-round pick since 2016, which was Jared Goff. So I'll look at who, they, who, who they've taken with their first pick as of late. Gerald Everett, the tight end. Uh, Joseph Noteboom, uh, tackle. I don't know if I, I, does he play? I don't, I, yeah, he plays a little bit. Okay, no. uh, he's, he's, not, he's not, no. Taylor Rat, a safety, and uh, I forgot Oaks, about him. Um, and Cam Makers. Now, Cam Makers was a nice, was a nice pickup, and, and, but that's not, no, that's a nice pickup at running back. That's usually that's really where you want to take a running back anyway. You don't want to take him in the first round, yeah. that's fair. So, I mean, they, they've done solid. None of these now, none of these guys are are franchise changing players for you. The only one that's close is probably Cam Akers. If he, you know, depend on if he if he's healthy and if he can, you know, how we don't know how his trajectory will go. But I mean, he was a good replacement for um Tyler Gurley. No, and that's fair. And so, I mean, they've done, you know, and so they have done things in the offseason and, and, you know, in free agency, granted, that have made. So, you know, they may not feel that they need those draft picks, um, which now that I knew about the now that I realized about the first round picks that kind of made me think a little bit more, you know, when we were looking at their uh, at their assistant uh, GM, we were uh, one of those candidates kind of maybe better off that we didn't go with them. Maybe not. not here, you know. The other thing that was questioned to me for the Lions is if. Goff is, you know, has as many issues as he does and was only playing well because of the coaching that was around him in Sean McVay. Do you think you have the coaching staff to propel him to success there on the Lions? Because I nothing that you've shown me can 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 convince me of that. So you're putting yourself in a hole a little bit through unless you just you think he's just a bridge quarterback and you're just gonna shop him off which right away. I don't know, Tyler, you were yeah. talking about that. Ahead, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough year in Detroit and it it, it has when is been it when is it not? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was my uh, my roommate here actually is a Lions fan, and we were talking, and it, I I think it's the worst uh, team in you know all professional sports to be a fan of, and he he laid that out to me, and I was like, I think that you know being a Lions fan is the worst uh, is the one of the worst, so uh, it's going to be rough this year, especially because you know comparing Stafford and Goff, Stafford can do a little bit more on his own, at least from what we've seen, um, Goff's a little bit more you know reliant on. Who he has, at, you know, as we've seen, like I said, but um, you know, golf's can be thrown into a system with nothing really, you know, not a lot of coaches. I don't think Kenny Galladay is coming back. Uh, I don't know why he'd want to. Um, so it's going to be a rough year for him, and we'll see how they manage it. You know, there's 
you know, of course, the option that they try to flip Goff right away before he ever takes a snap, probably not very likely, but it's a, definitely a possibility. Um, what's probably most likely is that he starts for a year or two, and uh, whenever they have a chance to get a quarterback, and maybe that's this year. Um, hopefully not for the Panthers this year because, you know, we pick one spot behind them. So if they snatch somebody up, that would just not be ideal. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But uh, I think Goff will be their, uh, their uh, short-term starter. That would be the most Panthers thing ever if we flip around and trade our eighth pick for Jared Goff and they get, give him back-to-back picks. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know that he's I, – I, he may not start. I mean, I'm being honest. I, yeah, I mean, he, you got to start it. You gotta start him, I know, because of the trade and everything else. But I mean, I, I, I don't. It's just, it's my. It's I, I. don't know. I can't even put it in words. I could. I could still see him taking a quarterback at seven, though. Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what I meant. I didn't. I didn't mean we were trade eight for uh, golf, but yeah, that's what I meant. They they would take a quarterback right before us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I could definitely see that. Yeah. But I could yeah. also see us tra- giving him a back-to-back fix for golf because oh. why wouldn't we? Because and, and we, were, we were in serious talks for, for for Matt Stafford as well. I think I think we forget that too. So thank yeah, the, sure. thank the Lord that that went off the door. Because now there's the other thing we got to worry about, which is for whatever whatever reason on God's green earth that we are pursuing and talking to the Bears about Mitch Trubisky. I, it, words cannot describe. Gosh. Yeah, we're, this podcast would just end. It would just be done. That would be it. The words cannot <laughs> describe. I would find the tallest peak in West Virginia and just. And dead fish off the bottom of it, and just and fall and fly. I I I would be so upset. Yeah, don't I look, man? If Matt Rule and Ted think they're going to outsmart, look, they, they, don't, don't try to outsmart anybody, man. Please, just, just do what we ask. We don't ask for much. I promise you, we don't ask for much. All we ask y'all to do is do your job the best way possible. Get Mr. Biscuit if you want to. I'm telling you, I already about left this year because you signed Teddy that, that sixty million. I ain't like that. And he did exactly why what we told you he was gonna do. We ain't do nothing different than what we told you he was gonna do. We said we said we were going five and eleven, and we did just exactly that. Get Trubisky if you want to. I will leave. I'm not playing. I got my trade papers. I got my trade requests already set. I don't know where I'm going, but I gotta get the hell up out of here. Don't play with me. <laughs> you can press that button if you want to. You can flip that switch. Play. Keep, keep playing. I'm telling you, I'm not. I'm not joking. I will leave. I am not a Walmart toy. Do not try me right here, right now. I will be out of here faster than oh gosh. I, mm. But he has that Carolina connection, though. He, I mean, don't, don't, even, don't even, hey, don't hey, even. Hey, Chat plan the connection you won't buy. Ask that thing. Really <laughs> <quick>. <laughs> I will burn the school. I will burn Chapel Hill to the ground. I, I will. I will burn his connection. The, look, so does James Winston sound like a bad pickup at this point? For us or for anyone? For us. Well, let me it's, let me back up. We're just throwing stuff out there. We just okay. throwing things out there. If we're, if we're just throwing caution to the wind. Yeah. Let's back let's back up here because I'm gonna go I'm gonna go down that road because you've opened the door a little bit. Jack, <laughs> you know what? No, please don't. Hey. Marcus Mariota. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah. Cool. I mean, <laughs> here, no. He's better than Teddy Bridgewater by far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, I'm just saying, hey, you brought up Jameis Winston. I'll take Marcus before I take Jameis any day of the week. I still like Sam Darnold. I don't care what nobody says. <laughs> I do. I think, bro, I think, honestly, God, 
if we really look back and look at Sam and, and, and Baker Mayfield, if I flip those situations and say, I, I told Sam, don't hey, look, you can get OBJ, Jarvis, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. I think he can go ten and six. Oh yeah, I think I think he can go ten and six. I don't I don't think what Baker's done is is just that magnificent. I think Baker's at, crazy enough. Who would have thought that going to the Browns would be a better situation for somebody? And I don't think he would have done any better on the Jets. I don't think he performs mm-hmm. any well any better. No. I mean, th- th- at this point, if we're throwing all all of our cares to the wind and just going anything, then I mean, let's pick let's pick Cam back up at this point. Or like, like, there's so many avenues that we could go poorly with this. That and the funny part is, is, is we're just not we're not going to do anything. That's the funniest part because the Panthers are always in these conversations. They're always ooh, they're in the hunt, they're the dark horse, they're in the mix, and then it's nothing. It is nothing. How how much? It's too much to ask for Deshaun Watson. Like, like, at what point do you say let's just go pick our guy at number eight? So, so that 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 trade that I think it was um uh, one of the one of the Panthers beat writers put out. Ah, uh, crap! I don't remember his name. Uh, it starts with a B. I don't remember. But it was it was Teddy. The 2021, uh, the 2021 first round, the 2021 second round, the 2022 first round, and the 2023 first round. That's a lot. That is a lot. So, so, so three first rounders. Three or- first rounders and our second rounder for this year. And Teddy, I think honestly, one of those picks is just to, to get them to take Teddy too. Like, please, we don't need him. We don't want him. The three okay. first rounders. Is, 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 it Ted, is, it, is it Teddy and no CMC in that deal though? And yeah, we keep CMC, which oh, I no, like. Oh, no, take it. But three yeah, first I mean, rounders? Listen, listen. But, but here's the that. Yeah, yeah, listen, here's the gist. And we'll let uh, Tyler's a draft expert, but listen, you get Deshaun Watson. Okay, you you've got your quarterback for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. You have got three of the best receivers as a trio in the NFL. You but certainly you're likely gonna lose one of them. Well, uh, you lose one, you still got two. You don't lose CMC in that, so you bring him in at, you know in, in, in the backfield or the slot or wherever you're gonna put him you know, being the second best, you know, running back in the NFL. Um, anyway, but what I'm getting, you know, I'm getting, but I agree with Shanti's pull. Why would you not do there's Listen, Trevor Lawrence is not going to be the answer for people. No, no. Justin Fields is not going to be the answer for people. No. Not, not, not like the way Deshaun would be. You no. are an automatic playoff contender, if not a Super Bowl contender, even with that young defense. Because I, I had a conversation with uh, Nate, uh, uh, Jack's younger brother, and we said, "Hey, this literally puts you in Super Bowl contention." And look at how many one possession losses you had this year. You Deshaun, won at least half of those. I'll let Tyler talk. I mean, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm fully in on that with Jeff. Is you know Deshaun Watson? You some quarterbacks are so valuable in this league, and you arguably get a top five quarterback. It's going to be expensive, but if you can get him, you, you got to kind of do it. If if you there's an offer there on the table that they're willing to accept, you almost have to do it. And so, uh, Texans beat writer, I think it's John McCain. He was talking about he's really plugged in with the with the team. Uh, talking about how they're starting out looking for two ones, two twos, and then two young defensive players, which which I thought two first, two seconds, Jeremy Chin and Derek Brown. How that's a lot, but we get the Sean. That's a lot. We lose two of our core young pieces on defense, but but like I said, you get Deshaun and you know quarterback. It's it's the most valuable position if you can get Deshaun. You know, they should have Do we? Yeah, but that, I mean, that would be a tough, tough. 
tough uh, fell swallow trading away two, you know, chin and brown like that. But, but um, yeah, that's like that's one, that's another option throwing it out there along with the, all the t- Teddy and CMC combination ones. So, so here's here's my two cents about, about this. It's that we can't sit here and act like Teddy was the main problem for this year. We've talked about it week in and week out. There are still those glaring problems. If we're to get Deshaun, we're already we're already having to decide between Taylor and Curtis, two you know cornerstone pieces for that offense. We don't have the cap space to go and get anybody else in free agency if we eat because we're going to have to eat this Teddy contract, get someone else to eat the Teddy contract, and give Deshaun what he needs. Because I'm imagining, I don't know how. I guess we, I would imagine Tyler, we have to match that contract that he gets in order to get the trade. I don't know how that works. I can't for Deshaun Watson. I don't try to remember how. Like if we work out a new contract or if it kind of is worked into the deal, but I know it's not going to be cheap. That's the main, that's the main point I'm driving at. So we don't have the cap space to go and get, you know, these cornerbacks or these linebackers or these safeties or these offensive linemen that we need to still be successful. I do think we are a playoff contender with Deshaun, no questions because of the way our offense is because of Teddy, if this offense with Teddy can accumulate for a thousand plus from, or, you know, a thousand yards from scrimmage offensive players, then Deshaun can work wonders. But that's not to say, I don't know if we're, I mean, cause the NFC is there's, I mean, there's nobody in the NFC right now that I think, you know, is is, is scary next year that I think I know this year is going to be good next year and any part of the NFC, but I just don't know if you, I mean, you could definitely, I guess, be a contender, but there's still options. There's still areas you need to fix and you still need to fix them quickly because like, I know the line performed a little bit better, but still not to the point where we wanted to. And Deshaun can run away from those and he's used to that, but it's still not as if we lose Taylor, God forbid, we're screwed. If we lose Curtis, we're fine, but we don't know what move they're going to, we've seen the moves that this front office has made with Lyman in the past that are, questionable as hell with Daryl Williams and with Russell Okung and Trey Turner. We, I, there's no rhyme or reason to the w- moves they made on offensive line. And they just show a lack of effort on the defense and the backside of the defense to do anything. I mean, they couldn't even venture out. They, they got back with their ex basically and getting Trey Boston, not saying I don't love Trey, but they literally couldn't venture out to anybody else. They just went with what they knew was safe. So they're not equipped to make these big decisions. And so I'm not so much worried as the in terms of the 2022 and 2023 per se because there's no guarantee that if we do really well this year that those aren't going to be in the bottom half of the barrel for the first round and then it's not a real big issue. And it's weird. It's that losing that second round pick this year because we talk about the third is the, about the border of where you get you know impactful, successful players. After that, it's pretty much just eh. And we saw what you know second and third round did this year in Chin and Yatur, you know, and Yatur. So losing that second this year too, when you need still immediate help in certain aspects of your game, it's hurtful to me. I'm still not like the more I think about it too, and we could talk about this when it comes. If 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 it were to mean we could keep a first rounder either this year, you know, this next coming year, or you know, keep one of the second rounders this year, something like that, and we give up CMC per se. I mean, if you look at if you look at the team, think about the two teams this year, and it might be a fluke, but I mean, look at the running backs on those teams. How much did they entirely contribute to their team being in the Super Bowl? Like objectively contribute on either we're, side. Of- we're talking about Tampa and, and uh, Kansas City, and, right? And Kansas City. Even last year, how much did the running backs, you know, objectively contribute to getting in the Super Bowl? Getting to the Super Bowl, absolutely zero. Um, yeah. Now, what was the kid's name for? Is it Dar- is it Daryl Williams? Damien. Da- Damien Williams. Williams. Yeah. Now he had a big game. He had a good game, man. Yeah. He did. That's he, true. He played literally zero part of how they got there. Like he 
they, they could have did it. They could have did it with anybody. So, I mean, but and but think of how, I mean, every, you know, how much the quarterbacks have success in the Super Bowl and success getting you to the Super Bowl. So if it's one or the other, with the way that Mike Davis played and with the way you've seen some of these guys, I mean, look at the 49ers got to the Super Bowl last year with what? four With four different dudes whose names people didn't know going into that Super Bowl. What, Mostert, Coleman, and Matt Breida, wasn't it? Breida. Yeah, and Breida. So, like, and I'm not trying to put anything against McCaffrey. I just – I don't want to see us go all into the point where we j- – because the good part is, though, and what I would to speak to you all with the draft picks, the good part is for the first time, you know, we've said it this year, these guys that we have have 15-plus years for the majority of them, you know, 10 to 12 to 15 years of playing ability left in there, you know, in them. It's not like we have a bunch of young, you know – it's not like the Super Bowl year where we, we were playing with gray-haired Roman Harper, geriatric Jared Allen, and and Charles Tillman with basically one arm. Like, it's not like that year. So this year we have, you know, these young guys on both sides of the ball. So we have a bit more time. But we, we keep talking about, you know, with the way the NFC South is, especially this year, and just the way the NFC is going to be wide open this year. No one in the NFC North scares me, except for the Packers, but they're obviously can show they can be beaten. The NFC East barely exists in my mind. Yep. The NFC West, I can't ever tell what is going to come out of that division because no one – it's a freaking enigma with the Rams and the 49ers and the Seahawks. And, and even with Stafford going to the Rams, I'm still not scared of the Rams. I'm, no, I'm still not scared of them. And I'm never and, – and then the South could be turned completely upside down if Brady retires, when Breeze retires, and if Ryan and Julio are on the trading block. So you have the option of going from literally one of the worst teams in the division this year to being one of the best teams in the division next year if you do make this move. So I'm I'm st- I'm still all the way up in the air about it. I don't know about y'all. It's just been there's just a lot there's just a lot that can go into this, and it's just going to be interesting. When I started seeing the two, we had we would have to throw in two young defensive players. That's where I started to say, okay, I'll I'll pull my head out because yeah, I don't, because Jeremy Chin was just too impactful for our defense this year for me to say I can part ways with him. Yeah. Especially knowing how, how important we're especially knowing how important having a good defense is when if you want to build a championship team. Derrick Brown is a guy I'm not I'm not I don't want to part with him either. Especially with KK and how he's you know what his state is. Because yeah, I don't KK even know probably not even I don't know what, what is he what, what what did we even do with him this year? We still I here. I just don't he was hurt. He 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 got hurt at the beginning of the year, he was out for the year. Yeah. So oh. if that's the price tag, the, the two young defensive players is where I is where I, is where I pull my hat out. The, the draft picks, I'll, I'll give those away. Because, okay, here's the thing about draft picks. They're not guaranteed either. No, they're you're, not. You're, no, you're, you're, you're at least trading for a guaranteed commodity commodity that, that, that is that has worked. First of all, that's worked with less than what we, we will be giving them. Because it, it's not like he has – it's not like he's had a great, you know, infrastructure as far as, like, you know, receiving core. It, it was it was DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, and some and, and, and some nice pieces here and there. They didn't, they didn't have a running game. Didn't really, didn't really, and defensively, they didn't have much either. At least if we were able to keep the two young defensive guys, we would at least be giving him a, a defense that has potential, a receive a, a couple receivers that are that are proven. And if we were able to keep Christian McCaffrey, that this would probably be the best utility weapon he's ever had. Oh, 100% with, 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 with McCaffrey. But I mean, I'm getting to the point where if that's if, if the two defensive, if the two young defensive players are the are the um. Are the key to getting that deal done? I'm I'm starting to look at who would be a realistic possibility at number eight at quarterback and just roll with that. Let me. Well, go ahead if you had to say yeah, something. Yeah. So, so 
at the end of the day, what what I'm worried about is the, the dead cap hits when we trade these guys. You know, the Houston's going to take that, you know, real hard when they trade Watson, but he they kind of have to because he wants out. But, you know, for us trading guys, like especially CMC and, um, yeah, you know, rookie rookie contracts, we're going to face, you know, some major dead cap. And we're a team who, you know, we know how our cap hit has been in the past, you know, you know, even 10 years has been yeah, non-existent really. So, so that's something we got to be careful with. And another thing we got to be careful with is that we don't turn into the Texans of the last couple of years where all we have is Watson, you know, and we have no, no chance to no picks, nothing to help build around it. So we don't want to just become the Texans either. So that's where I'm like hesitant too on, you know, trading, you know, some of these young pieces, you know, it is Watson of course, but you gotta, you gotta be careful with that, you know, that we don't turn into the Texans and are, you know, we got we got one player and we got to you know make it work so that's where i'm afraid uh, but at the end of the day i think you know i think watson's going to play for the texans next year if i had to put money on it and um i think the panthers are you know i think we'll probably uh, if we if we do acquire a quarterback this offseason i think it'll be through the draft in the first round let me just say this real quick hypothetically you know i'm saying do whatever you need to do to get deshaun watson get him in here even if it means giving up defensive players giving up your draft picks it's the realm of I know what and you and you guys know Jack would, would know this too. The buzz and the electricity he would bring to Charlotte, North Carolina yeah. would be insane. Yeah. Um, like nothing we've seen since Cam, period. Um, CMC, well, I take the back. CMC's brought the buzz, but I think Deshaun would take it to a completely different level. Um, and number two, and I'm trying to kind of think about this in, in the right way. You, and I mentioned a couple weeks ago, you don't want to get into that quarterback rotation of every two years and become the Cleveland Browns winner. And I mean, and think about it and help me out here. Give me a significant quarterback in the last six years that have been in the top, you know, 10 picks. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, but he, I don't even know he was oh. top. I, he was, well, let me step in here. Cause this is, let me step in here. Cause this is what I've been saying about the quarterbacks and especially like I, and I'm sorry, Tyler, I don't trust the draft world at any point right now when it comes to evaluating college quarterbacks inside this top 10 or these talents because there have been maybe two or three that have performed the way that these analysts believed they were going to perform. Most of the guys either overperform drastically or underperform drastically. And it could be you know varying situations in situation, but Shanti is talking about what you're saying. Even if we don't do anything with Deshaun and we don't, I still don't feel like using this eighth pick on a quarterback is going to be any better than what Teddy's been doing. The only guy I think that could handle it a little bit better than Teddy is Fields. And that's marginally so still. There's none of these guys that they have any experience or the uh, playing ability to play with the line that we have and do any better than Teddy would and not make those, force those mistakes downfield or when the, or, you know, mess up those two minute drills. Man, my rebut that that would be okay, when do you get your quarterback? I mean, you have Teddy for this year anyway. You're going to have to either eat this contract or let him play. He's not your guy, though. You are, you, you know I know he's not your guy, but I don't – like, you can draft – I mean, you, I guess you can draft a guy. I, if you draft a guy, I just don't start him this year. You give him a year to learn under Teddy. You don't put him right into the fire right away. That, that's fine. It's, it's just you're not going to win at any point. Okay, all right. So, okay, so, all right, so, so I, I'll say this. How many guys that have – how many quarterbacks have left for free agency and won Super Bowl at the next time? With their next team in the next year, at, or at quarterback? They, at, at quarterback, how many how many quarterbacks have left in free, via free agency and won a Super Bowl in their next stop? Because I don't think there's been too many that haven't won with the team they've been drafted by. I say Peyton Manning, but that Peyton is. Manning, yes, yes, he was still successful. Yeah, he was still successful for a couple of years. I'll give you that one. Uh, uh, 
Brett Favre had success, didn't win one. Didn't win one. Joe Montana, Joe Montana went to Kansas City, didn't win one. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong in this regard. I'm just saying, it's just, I don't know. And I, like I said, if it, it depends on how you know aggressive they want to be successful. Why? And also, I think Tepper is going to look at it like a businessman. Because look at what the Hornets did, if, which is to bring to Charlotte Sports. They turned from one of the most boring teams in the NBA to watch, one of the most aggravating teams. They have some of them. Now it's one of the most fun teams to watch. They're getting immediate NBA, you know, and national attention because they went around. They got ball. They got Gordon Hayward. If Tepper wants to improve the city, you know, the value of this city as a sports city and just the city as a whole, getting Deshaun Watson, you get so then you have Deshaun Watson, Chris McCaffrey, Lamella Ball, all in the same city. That boosts their market size up like crazy. Listen, you just built a brand new training facility in Rock Hill. You want people to come? I'm just telling you, you go get Deshaun Watson. You have, you know, and especially if you don't have to give up CMC. If I don't have to give up CMC, that is the num- that might be the number one offense in the NFL, hands down. I mean, oh, I, can, yeah. I mean, and, and uh, Jack, to, oh, sorry. oh, my bad, Jeff. But Jack, and to your point about about Charlotte, they drafted the middle of the ball, but going into that draft was guard a need for them? Was guard an absolute need for them? No, for it wasn't. Draft? That's that's fair. No, it wasn't. But it, yeah. like I'm saying. Then if your guy's there, you go get him. I'll tell you right now, quite you if at quarter quarterback's that one position where if you can't wait on that position that long. Cause That's I mean because look, look, look at Tennessee. Tennessee situation and what they what they're in right now, very rare that you go get a guy like Ryan Tannehill who didn't have success, who didn't have like a track record of success anywhere else, and then he comes in and becomes a playoff quarterback. That's like, very like he, it's 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 tough. I mean, like I said, Neither way is wrong. Like, like I, I can't say you're wrong because, like, I mean, if if the what's the kid out of Oregon, Penny Sewell, if he's there at eight, then I please, be, I please, be, I wouldn't be upset at going to get him. Now, I'm, now, I'm, now, I'm, now, I won't lie, fam. I will go sign a free agent quarterback, and if because Winston's there was only a one year, I'll go get Winston. I, I swear, I promise you, I'll go get Winston in a second. <laughs> and then. Just, so, well, then talking to Tyler's point real quick also as well, talking about, you know, more than likely, you know, Watson will still be in in uh, Houston. I don't entirely – not that I don't believe that. I think I think Houston's going to end himself – I think they're, end, they're going to fly too close to the sun and end up burning themselves. I think they're going to ask for way too much off the bat, and nobody's going to be able to give them what they really want. And then it's going to come around, you know, draft time. They're going to start to get a little squirrely because, you know, these draft picks are about to go away that they could be getting. So they're either going to, you know, go a little bit down there or set a little bit more. Worst comes to worst, if, no, if they don't get anything before the draft, I mean, what's the stop? Watson doesn't care about a paycheck. He does not care about a paycheck whatsoever. He is fine. He wants to get out of the organization that has done nothing to help him in the past few years. So what's to stop him from – I mean, I don't think he cares about being an integrity dude with this organization. What's to stop him from holding out? Saying, I'm playing for y'all. I told you, I'm not playing for y'all. So then at that point, they're like, okay, somebody's got to take him now. We need to just take any offer. So they can honestly screw themselves, you know, undersell themselves by not doing it early enough, by being reasonable enough, and then having to take a lower ball deal because Watson don't want to play for them. I mean, do you, I mean, does that look – do you think that could be an eventuality for them, Tyler? Yeah, it could be. But, yeah, my thing is always as long as Deshaun Watson's on the trade block, there's going to be competition for him uh, with other teams. So they're oh, going yeah, to try to be more reasonable, yeah. more reasonable yeah. requests. 
Yeah, it'll it'll tone it down a little bit. It'll still be, you know, it'll still be a big whenever he does get traded. If he does, it's going to be a big asking price. And yeah, you're right. If he, you know, holds out, it's in, you know, if, if it's in the preseason or something, uh, the price is going to be you know lower than it would be if it got traded next week. But but yeah, my thing is yeah, it's always going to be high for Watson because teams are going to be they're going to want to be be a leg up when you know talking with the Texans. You know, they're not going to want to. You know, throw a second round pick at him. You know, they're they're, they're going to still offer multiple firsts and stuff. But, but yeah, you know, looking at it, I just you know the three teams I talked about were the Panthers. Um, you know, which is awesome. You can just to see us involved. No, you Schefter, know how that goes. no Schefter and Rappaport need to stop messing with me. Yeah. Stop giving me hope. <laughs> Tell me either we're going to get him or we're not. I don't like this. Yeah, Panthers, Jets, and Bears though. But um. But yeah, we'll just have to see. But I mean, just just the way the NFL works, and especially uh, the way the Panthers work, I just you know, I'm I'm not getting my hopes up for Watson. No, we have to. Now, Shantice, talk a little bit about the uh, precedent this kind of sets because Watson is doing something that hasn't entirely really been done before. And going, look, you didn't give me the coaches I wanted. You didn't help me get the players that I asked to get. You didn't give me the talent I wanted to get. I'm. This is what Cam honestly should have done post 2017. Really, if he didn't get hurt the way he did. I mean, where you have these, you know, these explosive quarterbacks go, you're not giving me anything to make me better, man. It's like an NBA I, kind of thing almost. Absolutely. Because I look at the new age quarterbacks are really changing the mold because look at the Patrick Mahomes deal that he got. That's an NBA like contract. Now, is it that it's not once you, once you get into the numbers, it, it kind of is not, it's not nearly as inflated as one would think, but it still, it still looks the part of an NBA contract. And he has, he has NBA like control over his situation up, over there in Kansas City. Deshaun Watson, pretty much strong arm is trying to strong arm his way out like James Harden did. Look, man, these these new quarterbacks are looking at it like this. One thing that did, that didn't happen the last decade and the decade before is that starting quarterbacks usually never fought their way out of deals. They you they they usually would just stay there, take the money, and just deal with whatever whatever the franchise gave them. These new quarterbacks are you only see it in running backs. <laughs> you, you only saw it with running backs that would sit out. Running backs were the only position that would sit out, and maybe some other positions as well. But for the quarterbacks now to start taking control, it really changes a lot because, look, NFL teams have gotten away with just doing whatever they saw fit and players didn't have didn't have much control. The one position that has all the control in the organization is the quarterback position. So if the quarterbacks start seeing, start seeing themselves as these separate entities instead of just part of the team and just say, look here, if you ain't going – if you cannot do what I said or you cannot at least involve me in the conversation that you told me I would be involved in, then I want out, and you have no other choice except because, because, what are you gonna do? If I don't want to play, and I don't play, and I I have enough money in my account to sit for an entire year and not get paid, what happens? Because if money's not an issue, what leverage do you have over me to make to make me come back? And and that's and and that's the biggest thing right now. But but Jeff, I'll let you shoot. Let me be the old the old guy here. Um, listen, you signed a four year deal extension. You signed a four-year extension. At what point do people have to stand up and go, listen, you signed a contract, dude. Live up to it. If you're not happy and you want to be the prima donna and you want to leave, guess what? You're not going anywhere. We got you for four years, you know, and there's certain ways we're not going to pay you. At some point, people need to live up to their contracts and they need to live up whether you're happy or not. Guess what? I know, Jack. Life's hard. Well, it up and deal. You are playing in the NFL in Houston, Texas, in that gorgeous stadium. 
Suck it up and you suck it up. You're done. We, I ain't gonna hold you. That is fair, but this one was a bit different because he signed that contract and then Bill O'Brien traded Hopkins for a bag of peanuts. So when you trade away your best talent and then you lose your and then your guy then he loses his job and they don't get anyone. They don't try to get anybody. Like there were moves. There was there was a a, a period of neglect. Of, of willing neglect to improve the team when you when you make your head coach a GM in the NFL, yeah, and but you, it'll work. But at the end of the day, kicking him out of that spot. But at the end of the day, it's not up to Deshaun Watson. But it's but it's, why shouldn't it be? Why well, he's a little hold, hold on. He's a quarterback. He's not the owner. He's not the coach. He's the quarterback. And if you're gonna have some prima donna who's not happy, but who's making you that money? Huh? Who's make who? Who's making you that money? Who's bringing the ticket? The only person bringing in tickets and people to watch those games was Watson, or maybe Watt at that point. That's it. So he's your main selling point for people coming to watch your team and the merchandise that you're selling. It's a little bit. I'm telling you, it's a little bit different with the quarterback position than it is every other position. You, you can't say I like. I'm saying okay. So so we're looking at the power structure of an NFL team. There is the owner. There is the GM. If he, you know, if he were hired before the coach, there's the head coach, then there's the quarterback. But here's the thing, though: the quarterback, this don't go without the quarterback. You can't, you can't eat without me throwing these touchdowns. Like we went five, okay, you hear me? You went four and twelve, but the Sean Watson stood through over four thousand thirty-three touchdowns and only seven picks. You can't eat without me. You can't put nobody. TJ Yates gonna put guys in the seats. I saw what you were doing before. I saw Brandon Weeden. <laughs> I seen I seen what you were doing before. You, you saw Matt Schaub and the, Matt Schaub and Brock hey. Osweiler coming there. Hey man, y'all can't. Hey, James Harden gone out of Houston. You ain't got nobody left to see. JJ Watt old. <laughs> he can't get it done. Travis Scott's about to pull up out of Houston at the way this is going. Man, Travis Scott about to change his residence, man. It's, about to be, it, it's, it's gonna be real empty in Houston if you can't if you can't make something happen. Now I will say the Jets are the best team to get this deal done though. It's gonna see. I don't believe because uh, what are they gonna? They gotta give up. There's no play unless they give up Darnold upright and like five. They have to do the exact same trade, but with Darnold. Now, of course, granted, if there's a, if it's the Panthers and Darnold and the Pan or and the Jets or the Panthers and Bridgewater and the and Jets with Darnold, yeah, you you probably I, go with Jets and Darnold. I, I take Darnold and I figure out how to. I, if I take Darnold and I take that number two pick, I go get. I I can go get a receiver or a tackle or whatever. I'm in a perfect spot to go get who whomever. I mean, cause the first the first pick is Trevor Lawrence. We already is off the board, so that so he so that so that's so that's out. I can either go get my I can either go get my starting tackle, or I can go get Devontae Smith and go give him go give him a wide receiver to go to go build with. And so that's yeah. And so talking to Shanti too, like I want to say this, Jeff. Like I understand there is a point where it becomes kind of prima donna, but also speaking as a from a hurt Panthers perspective, if you gave Cam a little bit more of a say. And the weapons that you tried to get him, or the coaches, or the line, he might he might still be here. He might not be hurt. You know, you might have some more success than you did, but you didn't. You know, you don't. You didn't take his input to heart. You didn't take. You know, you didn't even ask. And I mean, at that point, it, it just it's it starts to hurt. It starts to hurt a little bit. It just it starts yeah. to hurt a, a little bit. But I mean, we thought the quarterback carousel was going was crazy last year, and it was crazy last year. But Lord knows what it's going to be this year. Oh, it's going. I say the crazy part is, y'all, for those who have been with us since the beginning, it has been exactly one year since we released our first episode uh, at, under, you know, the Panthers Brawl, our former podcast. And uh, and it was crazy because at that time we were talking about Olsen had just recently retired. Keekley had recently retired. Cam was still on the team. 
And we were talking about, you know, just a bunch more stuff. So it's crazy to see how much has changed since then. And it's crazy to see how much, you know, is still the same with some, it's, it's crazy to see how much our success, our, our, our good, pro, good portions of our team has changed and how much of our problems are still here, but you know, we'll still be here, you know, rain or shine, bringing all the podcast year in and year and year out. We'll be here next year too. But if you want to go give a listen to that, show some love to the former podcast, we would love for that as well. Y'all like I said, we're going to keep you updated. I know we've been beating this the dead horse that is Deshaun Watson, but at this, I mean, what else would you, what else would y'all like? If y'all want us to talk about other things, let us know, DM us, on P1N Network, on Instagram and Twitter. If you got things you want us to talk about, we had a lot of fan, a lot of interesting fan interaction about what people, <laughs> about what people were willing to give up for Deshaun Watson. Uh, some of y'all need to, some of y'all need therapy. Some of y'all need go to church. Some of y'all need to go to, <laughs> go church, to church, get a job, something. Because some of y'all, uh, we, we ain't gonna talk about it. But y'all, as always, we love the interaction. We love y'all listening to us. We hope y'all like listening to us as well. And until next time, everybody, keep bounding.